conversation about how prehistoric the Derby City Classic results are to find. Jim, you want to start ranting? I, I don't know because I just couldn't find anything. I could find the Bigfoot was easy to find, and the rest is just crazy, crazy. The, I mean, I, I understand, you know, the bank pool is a bit fun. You've got a second life. You can rebuy in, you know. It's, but I pure, pure, I'm purely reliant on people like uh, Melina Mike and other people who are there. Dunsky Dungeon. That's... <laughs> and, and who's left in the tournament. I mean, I only, there was no way in the world I could use the, the, the website to figure out who the last six were. Absolutely no chance in the world I was going to be able to do that. You know, so Penosa, ridiculous. Well, yeah, Penosa, you've been covering this industry for a long time. Has it always been this bad for Derby, or is is it just like it's always been this bad, and we just only care about it the last few years because pool no, is I mean, progressing? You know, what, what Derby focuses on and is the people who are there right now to find out when they have to play their next match. I mean, there's obviously there's no such thing as brackets because of the weird buy-in, you know, buyback situation. So there's never right. anything that's like a bracket. So, and then just being able to find scores. Now, you know, after the event's over, in past years, I've been able to go to their website and find a breakdown of each, uh, you know, round. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the, the round will have six matches and the next round will have eight and the next round, round will have five just because of their whole buyback system. So it's just really weird. Uh, but uh, so it's just this long running list. I have found it in the past. I have not really looked for it this year, so I don't know that they're not doing it. But, um, you know, I have I been able to find information find in the past. It's always been a struggle. Uh, I've been I, trying to find it. I couldn't do it. I think the other thing that's relatively archaic about it is, well, not relatively, it is, is that um, there's, you know, four matches, maybe five matches a day that you can see as they happen. And that's it. And they've got you know, 30s on tables with matches going all day, all night, great matches, one pocket here, nine ball there, bank pool here. Um, you can't see any of it because all of their uh, connection, you know, uh, as far as rights go, are to Pat and Accustats for the arena. Um and, you know, I understand you don't want to lose revenue on AccuStats in the arena, but there should be a some way to show a few other matches as they're going on during this event without, you know, jeopardizing his ability to sell, right. you know, streaming uh, things. But, you know, I think the stream people are always going to want to see what's on the big table. They're all matched up. The best players, the finals are all on the AccuStats table. So to show – a couple of matches a day on side tables, I don't think is, is that much position. And that we're watching, you know, like I said, maybe four matches a day. When you count how many matches there are over 10 days of Derby with the different divisions is really kind of, uh, it's, it's too bad. And it's, it really is kind of a head scratcher for me. Yeah. When I was out at uh, the Karam cafe in New York uh, in 2017, uh, Kazoom was out there doing the streaming and the TV work and stuff. And and what I was so impressed with there at this event that you could be anywhere in the whole billiard room, any single place. And there was a very large screen. And on that screen, there were 10 individual boxes for 10 tables. And you could watch every single match in that room by sitting in one chair, looking at one screen. 
not yeah. not to mention the main table where they had the semifinals and the finals. That was in a little different area, but this was throughout the whole tournament. And if you if you paid to get that Zoom, you you could watch any player who was playing at any yeah. given time. So 20 players at a time, there were 10 tables, and there's no reason that can't be done. Their reasoning, and people on the comments did comment on this. They, I've been watching, and the, the comments are, there's a large number that are saying the same, asking the same question. Why can I only see four or five matches a day for 100 bucks? Mm-hmm. You know, I should be, there's, there's a lot of matches going on. Why can't I? Their answer to that was, we weren't willing to pay the additional $8,000 that would have cost to do that. That's what the webmaster answered on the comments yeah. about why. That's all. That's, that's all about investing. You've got, you've got to invest a little bit more. I mean, they're 8,000. Uh, you can charge, they were charging like $80 in the uh, early bird thing. So that's like 100 people that need to cover that. Now, you you got to, if you, oh, excuse me, sorry. Rocky, move. Are you kidding yeah. me? If you, if you, if you've got 30 tables going on there and you're buying, you're buying in to have any table you want, you know you're going to get to watch your guy every single time. You know, if you've got to select five or six yeah. players that you like watching, you're going to get to see them all day long. Fuck off. And well, there goes uh there goes monetization on this podcast. <laughs> and so you can charge more than your eighty dollars. So you're going to get that money back. You've got to invest into it. The Kazoom, the, the Kazoom system is very, very good. They have a main hub. And then every single table, table, they've got one camera and a laptop. The laptop is used for putting your scores in. It's used for everything. And you've got the camera there. And as you're watching Kazoom, you log in with your account details and you have a list of all the tables that are being played, the current scores, who's playing. You just click on it and that's the table that you watch. Perfect. Now, this is not, a, this is, this is not a, I mean, for people that are a bit tech savvy, this is nothing major to actually achieve. Um, it's a simple, a very simple camera that's that, that's in front of each table. Um, you can charge a lot more for that, and people will com- people will be happy to do that for an entire event. What Kazoom do is they do you have a yearly subscription, so you pay a little bit more, but you've got it for the entire year. So you get the European Championships, you get all the Euro Tours, you get the Seniors European Championships, the Youth right. European Championships. You're covered for the entire year to watch pool as much as you want. As a player yourself. All your details for all the matches that you play in are, are put into your account as well. So you also have the, the, the ability to go back and re-watch all your own matches. So I, as a player, I have, an, I have a Kazoom account that gives me access to watch anything I want. And I have my own like box within their system that has all my matches, all my details on. Nice. So it's a really good system they have. So for, for, for guys that go and play um, uh, uh, any of these tournaments, People will pay more to have that kind of flexibility. And then you then you put one of your tables on as a freebie for Facebook and say, this is, you know, we're putting this match on Facebook for this. And then people say, oh, this is, I, I like this. How do I get a part of this? And you've, you know, you're selling it while you're using it. And every so often you put a, a free match on out there. It makes sense. What they're doing now is, is this, these are the comments that I hear all the time. Why are we only getting one table? I don't want to see these two guys playing. I pay, didn't pay to watch these two guys playing their matches you know i want to see and they say they should get shane on the table they should get why is jason always on they should get uh, i mean 
Yeah, the matches at one one table at a big tournament is just Neanderthal production, in my opinion. Now, it's certainly, yeah, certainly, there should be no reason you can't go to a couple of other tables while they're racking or while they're doing something. I mean, uh, I mean, this is. I think Aki Stats is one of the best in the industry, right? I mean, it's, as far as like the streamers, you take out, uh, like as far as just strictly streamers, you're talking Pool Action TV, you're talking Railbirds, you're talking AccuStats. I mean, as far as that category of streamers, it's about the best of the best. But it, when have you seen anything new that's been incorporated? It's, even if you look at, like you look at the graphics, their graphics just look like they're straight out of 1985. Like, I don't, I mean, Mike, you can talk to this better than I can. When was the last time you saw them update any of their graphics? <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, yeah, the, the whole, all the, the signage logos, a, a little dated for sure. Um, you know, you got you got to update. You just got to. Is, is you know they, they did a nice job this past year at the international open. You know, they had multiple tables. They had the scores on, on above all the tables, all that. So I'm not sure. How much more do you know? Not like you would have had to do all 30 something tables at Derby, but do a half dozen extra or whatever they are. Um, and you're not going to have announcing on them and that type of thing. I understand that. And we went through this at the uh, at the US Open, right? With Mantrum. And they had their yeah. arena table and, and they had all these fantastic matches on another table. And after a while, they were showing one secondary table with no commentating. And and that was okay, but it was a little bit, you know, they, so they, couldn't, they, see, they couldn't see what the score was on that table. Okay, but they, they reacted to the comments, and they did it. And I'm quite sure this, the, the second table will be much better at the next events that they do. And maybe there'll so. be then a third table. I, I, you would hope so, that they, they will grow with it. Yeah. I mean, Jay, Jay Steger, I'm sorry, I don't know his first name. Jay Steger just commented here that the Shane Van Boning match, there was 995 people watching. So that's almost 80,000 minimum. If people did all the well, that's eighty thousand. That's the whole week's package. Well, that okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That assumes I bought a one-day pass. That's eighty thousand. So eight thousand to put up extra cameras is not a lot, really. They're being a bit cheap by not paying the eight thousand to do it. I agree with that, but I only bought a one-day pass. I mean, that could have been including mine. I'm only like I, yeah. Okay, I bought. Okay, so here, here, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. This is the first time that I've ever spent it a, a nickel. For AccuSats production, I've never spent a single nickel for any of their productions ever, and it's because I wanted to watch Mika and Jason, and it's because I wanted to watch the winner of that play Fedor. That was yeah. the like I wanted to watch that, and I paid sixteen dollars for that. That is like I, I'm not gonna lie, like it doesn't even the the entire Moscone Cup doesn't cost that much. I may, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it's like twenty five bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Twenty bucks. Or, yeah, I mean. Are you kidding me? I I just paid sixteen dollars for two matches. Like I like I get it. I get it. Like AccuSats, you're the best of the best. Whatever. I don't I don't care about that. If you're charging people a hundred dollars for a you know an X day event, and the Moscone Cup is twenty dollars for four days, it's five dollars. How do you think that your product is five or you know just let's just say three times better than matchrooms that you can charge three times the price for a single day no but it just pat fleming, pat fleming can't afford to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars like matchroom can so he's a little more yeah i mean i get that i get that their revenues charge what you think you have to charge to be able to manage the week pat fleming's not charging 80 dollars because he's going to take off next week with his wife and go to the bahamas for 10 days yes you know so 
so he knows what his his costs are. He knows what the budget is. He knows how tight things are. And if this is what he costs him to get in, then that's what he's got to charge. I mean, like I said, I, yeah. I don't think he's charging to get rich. So uh, we don't know all the background of his cost and getting in there and setting up and what he's got to pay to have bandwidth, yada, yada, all the stuff that goes along with it. Uh, what he's what he pays Derby for the for the rights, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's 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 easy to just like throw stones that he's making too much money and it's cost yeah. too much. I think he charges what he thinks he needs to charge to make back what he's, what he's invested into it. If that's yeah. too much for people, fine. My bigger issue is that, you know, that it's still a one table television tournament this many years yeah. into it to me is kind of, you know, find a broadcast partner to work with, to do some, some of the side tables and, and, you know, have those free, but they, right. they only show the final three games of a, you know, tight match or something, you know, find, find, find some way to do it, but watching one match, you know, at a time, four times a day. Uh, Especially you, after you just showed us that you can do better with the, the international yeah, open. Yeah. We should be doing better than this. Yeah. And yep. Ed, Ed Ladawi said that you've also got like eight to 12 staff members to run cameras and production equipment. Well, I'll tell you, Ed, Kazoom do 32 tables with four guys and you don't even see all four of them at the same time. They take breaks, they go and do their own thing. So, I mean, if you, the system, it's not about the, the amount of people you have doing it. If the system is correct, it can be handled very, very easily. Yeah. Um, and, and there is a production there. I mean, I I've worked, I've worked with um, the same equipment because I've, I've helped Ed with his events before. You do actually have to have somebody to run the cameras because they are actually like remote controlled. Yeah. So you do got to have somebody at all times working the cameras with that being said, um, is having somebody on staff at all times to do those cameras worth, you know, the, the hassle of having to have it. Right. I mean, I, I, again, I think that Accu, I, I can't say this. AccuStats is probably the best of the best when it comes to this, the standard streamers, but I, I, they price me out. I mean, I, and it's not because I can't afford $80 like that. I cannot justify paying $80 for something that, you know, I, I, it's not the best. It's a match room does way better. And, and of course I, I get the idea that it's, it's blah, blah, blah. You have uh, an entire team, blah, blah, blah. But like, I, I just can't justify it. I cannot bring myself to, to spend that much money for something that's not the best. It's the best of all the standard streamers, but like, I just can't, I can't justify paying it. And I did for one day because I really wanted to watch the finals of the Bigfoot. And like, I'm sitting there watching it and like, I'm just like, what? See, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would pay for it. I don't because I'm asleep when all the when it's all happening, kind of thing, you know. Uh, I would, yeah, it's it's just bad timing for me, you know. Um, right. So I don't. If if it was during the day for me, would I pay that amount for it? If I was going to, it would it would probably be the derby because you know you've got a lot of different stuff going on there. But I. You can, I mean, you I would, can, if you, if, I, if you I, purchased I, the full amount, you can go back and watch for up, up until the end of March, I believe. Exactly. You can go back and watch matches from the International Open and stuff like that. I certainly wouldn't be paying money to watch some of the streams that I see that it's basically all you can see is this big, bright green blob in the middle of your screen that's the table and everything around it is pitch black because they're using a GoPro or whatever or some uh, Logitech uh, nine, uh, C920 camera that they've just taken across. I wouldn't be paying for those streams. But... What, are you dogging on my webcam right now? 
No, yours is fine because yours is being used for what it's supposed to be used for, you know, but yeah. <laughs> some, some of the streams that you, you see that, that people are charging for, I mean, it's the, at least the Acustats, the, the, it looks like a proper setup, you know, and yeah. the, the, it's well lit. They've got the, the lighting correct. Uh, they, they're using good quality cameras. Um, and the, 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 they've got a, a proper commentary team in there. Very Some very good commentators, some better than others. So they, they, they I, do, I love hearing Mark Wilson. Yeah. I will say that I love hearing Mark Wilson. And they have, yeah, a, they, they, you know, they have, they, they, they nice have, they have a good production. JJ. It's just a shame that it's limited to one table. Yeah. And before we get uh, going on, I do want to give a couple shout outs here. Uh, Eves, thank you very much for sending the stars as well as Jamie Bird. Thank you both very much for the stars for the, the video. And uh, I, I guess uh, going, so I, I guess going back, like uh, I, I, for anybody who listens to the podcast for a long time, you know that I'm not a biggest fan of the Derby City Classic. No. I per I yeah, I know, right? I personally don't really like the gambling aspect of pool. Uh, I don't think that that's the future of it. Do I think it shouldn't be here? No, but do I do I think that we need like the U.S. We push we push the gambling side of things way more than we push the tournament side of things, and the Europeans they push the tournaments and they barely even gamble at all. So like, I just. I mean, we can look at this right now. We have a, an all-European final in the Bigfoot. We had an all-European final in the uh, the bank pool. And bank pools is like something the U.S. is known for, not quite as much as the one pocket. But, I mean, we're still known for our bank pool. First European uh, Yep. Yep. I mean, we're talking – I mean, there is a changing of the guard. Like, the U.S. players are just not, not even close to being competitive anymore. So, when you look at that, I mean, at the end of the day – the U.S. is completely being surpassed, and I and I'm not saying it's because of our gambling culture. There are a ton of reasons that go into it, but we value gambling more so than we get uh, value tournament play, in my opinion. And I think it, at the end of the day, that's going to just torture us when it comes to competing in these events. And I, I look at the Derby City Classic as being like the biggest gambling tournament in the world where like yes you're going there to to play in a tournament but really you're there for the action you're there for the atmosphere you're you're there to you know whoever wins the tournament they're they're not going to at least historically they're not going to win nearly as much as what they're going to win in the back rooms at 5 a.m playing on a stream right i mean that's really where the money has historically been at the derby city classic and and i i don't know i i guess for that reason alone i don't really like the derby city classic it's a lot of people ask me why I don't go to it or why I hadn't been to it. And I mean, that's basically the reason. I mean, I had reasons to go if I wanted to, but I just, I just don't like the idea of it. I want to see us push more tournament, like real tournament play and try to catch up to the Europeans. But I don't know, Mike, what do you think of uh, my, I, I guess my stance on the Derby? Well, you know, it's, it, I like uniqueness in events. Uh, there's nothing like the Derby. And I think players know that when they go there, you know, as far as, is it an indictment on American players? I don't know. You just mentioned like nine European players who are there for 10 days straight playing the same tournaments, doing the same thing, gambling at night, playing all day, you know, their games play better too. So I don't think, I don't think the Derby city is, is, uh, is, is the biggest problem in American pool. Um, you know, is it a, it's a free for all it's 24 hours. You know, you stay there six, seven days. I usually only go for the last three days by the time I get there. You know, most of these players look zombies. Like they're a disaster. They haven't slept at all. They, you know, they don't know what game they're playing next. They have to go to one table and play nine ball, and rush over here and play one pocket. Um, but that's kind of the, the weird charm about it a little bit too. It's just, it's just kind of this crazy, you know, uh, circus of events. And um, 
you know, would I like to see a tour of these? No, absolutely not. But once a year, they do something completely that nobody else does. This is the way they like to do it. If nobody wants to show up, nobody has to show up. You know what they get? Instead, they have five divisions where they get 400-plus players. So, you know, you can't say that they're doing it wrong. Oh, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to claim that they're doing it wrong. I think that they're fitting exactly into what American culture needs for a pool tournament. Like, I, I just don't agree that uh, we should be pushing that side of it. Uh, I, well, I guess, I Jim, what do you, as a European, oh, a Rob, go ahead. They've, it, it, number one reason is because there's so many different events in one event. Come on. You got the banks, you got the one pocket, you got the nine ball, you got the big foot. Uh, and they added this other thing that I'm not so sure I'm on board with this speed pool kind of a thing that they did that I'm scratching my head. They had this Charlie Bryant who can crack the balls at 30 miles an hour. And then you got your three best pool players in the world who don't try to hit it hard. And they're, they're just, they, they were just showing us what this speed demon analyzer could do. I think that was, and that was kind of funny. I, I didn't I didn't care for that too much. But as far as Derby offering uh, a spectator rate of so much to watch every single event, or you can get into an event for like 20 bucks more or 40 bucks more and actually play in it, and then you can watch any event you want the whole time you're there, that that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing for all the amateurs that want to go. It's a wonderful thing if you're an amateur just wants to have one chance in a hundred to get your name drawn and play Efren Reyes or, 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 or play Shane Van Boning or, or play Jason Shaw. If you're lucky, you get your name drawn and played for your 140 bucks. I just talked to a couple of guys that said that would be priceless. I don't know what I would pay for an opportunity to play any one of those guys, any one of those games in a tournament. So that's why I like Derby. It's just, it gives that uh, everyday player a chance to jump in the ring for not a lot of money and 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 play some great player if you're lucky enough to. Jim? Um, on the speed demon, before I go into the Derby, on, on the speed Oh, see, he's getting it the same. On the uh, speed demon thing, I mean, call me skeptical if you want. I mean, that was all very nice to, to see these guys cracking it. But that was self-promotion, basically. They have a system which I'm quite sure they will be pushing for major events to use uh, instead of the forceful break rule. You know, if they've got a system that's really, 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 really accurate, uh, that can be trusted and can be implemented very easy into, into bigger tournaments like matchroom tournaments or the Predator Pro Series to, 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 to make sure that the break is getting hit with a, with a, a, within a buffer uh, of forcefulness, then that's probably something that they are... I would say that if it was my system, that's something I would be trying to push and advertise to say, listen, this is something that can be used in the future. Uh, as far as guys just trying to hit as hard as they can, who cares how hard they If Jeff Drolino was there, they'd have smashed everybody out of the water. So it wouldn't have been a, no. it wouldn't even have been worthwhile. <laughs> well, if, if Charlie, if Charlie, no, I'm, I'm telling you, if Charlie Bryant was swinging the way he, like, I'm sure he was trying as hard as he possibly could, but Charlie yeah. Bryan hits the rack harder than Jeff ever could. I mean, well, Charlie I actually hits I don't the know. ball. I, I don't know. And I actually, I don't really think it's very important. I don't care. You know, it's no. nice. To no, see it's not. Who cares it's for a not. couple of miles an hour? As far as the derby goes, the, dar the derby is a tradition, you know, and it, it, it it's a bit old school. 
you know, it reminds people of the colour of money and stuff like that. You know, there's a tournament mm -hmm. going on, there's people gambling in the back and, you know, you drop your match in the tournament so you can go and play a big money game that you've been challenged or whatever and it's all about getting out there with a little bit more money than you came in with. It's, you know, that's what it is. You, 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 have, you have both sides. You have the gamblers there, you have the professionals there, you've got people who uh, concentrate on the tournament side that want to get themselves up on the, up on the banner uh, for next year. You know, they want to get themselves uh, in history there and you've got other guys who just want to go there and... and, and uh, you know, help out their backers and make a little bit of money or whatever. Um, I don't have a big issue with it because it's just one tournament, and like I said, it's a bit of a tradition. It has, it still has a place within. I'll agree within you with within US pool. I don't think it's such a big thing. I don't think it's something that that would translate the same if you did it over here in Europe or in Asia or something like that. I don't think that's it's really the kind of thing that people care about. Um, but it has it has a place in US pool, and I, and I get none against it because the the pro tournaments are still a big tournament, and it's it's still a big deal. To win that Derby City, the, the Derby City uh, nine ball is still a big deal. It's still one of the big events on the on the oh, calendar. Yeah. You know? And for any guys, one of the events, you, 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 you ask these specialists, you know, these one pocket specialists and these bank specialists, you know, what's the biggest event of your year? They'll say the Derby City. Yeah. You know, the, the one pocket players, that's their big event. The bank pool players, that's their big event. Yeah. You know? Buffalo's. So it's still, Buffalo's it's still, is the well, but it's big. still a massive event for these guys, you know, so it still has a place. It still has an importance. Um, and yeah, I mean, that bank final was nice. spectacular, yeah. And, and, and like Mike said, if you're getting 450 guys in there every single time, really, you want to scrap that because there's guys in the back that are gambling? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's again, and it goes back to I think it's such a big event, it's a shame that we only get to see one table, yeah, it's a massive, that. massive, massive event, everybody's there, you know. Everybody's there. There's nobody that isn't there. Everybody yeah, that can travel. That was probably the number one complaint in the comments out of all yeah. of them. Maybe so I think I think it's got the complaints. That was it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with Nate on it. I'm not, I'm not big on the whole gambling side of it. But for the, the Derby City, I got no problem with that. I think it's, I think that's what the Derby City is. And it has a yeah. place. Well, it's, a, it's a tradition. It's old school. I would it? love, yeah, I would love to see, you know, um, I mean, I guess, uh, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the event. I don't think it's a bad event. I just, I'm, just, it's just not for me. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, but I, I mean, there's, there's things that I think that could make it amazing, and that I would, you know, love to go and be a part of someday. Uh, one of them is, you know, just clean up, clean up the event. I mean, like, like you said, like, uh, just throw a couple. T there's thirty something tables. There's no reason that you can't have. I mean, even if, uh, I mean, Ed Ladawi does this amazing with the NBL. I mean, he crushed it with this. Every single one of his tables was streamed every single second of the tournament, and you could tune into anyone that you ever wanted to watch in your entire life. Why can't you just, even if it's a crappy little, like, uh, even if it's a $200 camera, whatever it is, just throw it up there. If people want to sacrifice good quality to watch one stream, let them. And if you know if, if their dad is playing or their you know their their cousin is playing their their favorite player from their hometown you know like like Rob said one of the players from his back uh, you know backwoods is playing down there and he's in the fifth round of the one pocket I'm sure Rob would love to be able to watch that match I don't even care throw up a little Logitech C790 whatever it is throw it up on that table and just give people the opportunity to sacrifice quality and watch the table even if it's just for a single match. Like you just can't have one pool table in this day and age being streamed. It just, I don't care if it's the, the greatest quality anybody's ever seen for anything in the history of forever. You just cannot do that with, with the, with the advances in technology that we've had, you just cannot be pointing 
one camera, two cameras, five cameras at one pool table. You got to branch out and make it more accessible. Uh, if if they did that, I, that I, I, I would hope that. they will. I hope they will. You that would will. be amazing. If they well, could do well, that, that would it. be amazing. Somebody if, if you the comments. comments. So, yeah. If you if you are if you are only going to have one table, be aware that that one table is your only way of promoting the sport. Okay, you're there to, yeah. to provide a product for the people who have paid, but you're also responsible for promoting the sport in the correct way. You know, you've put on this production, you've got your sponsors all up there and everything, and and it's looking great, and you're putting it out there. And then I looked on Facebook and I saw somebody posting ne next match on. Not going to mention the names. Two guys playing each other. One pot, um, banks, two well-known bank players of a of an elder generation. And it looked like it looked like two tramps that had just met in the bar. <laughs> you know, really, a pair, a, pair, a pair a pair of slippers on, old blue, old sagging jeans that were all like uh, they were all rubbed out. The, the jeans were all like worn, and, and an old sweater and a baseball cap. And I thought, well. You know, you've got one table. I know these guys. I know these guys are seen as being like kind of like legends or really, you know, big names within the <laughs> within the pool circuit. They're now going to be. They're now going to be on your one table, your one stream, your one mode of promoting this event. It's going to be these two guys looking like anything except the only. You can only tell it's a pool player because they've got a cue in their hand and there's a table in front of them. That's. Just, I mean, it just looked like two guys that have come in, come out off the street. And for me. Yes, have one table, but put some proper put people on there that look like they're taking it seriously and are actually professional sportsmen, not two guys that are just yeah. ramming balls what, around. You know? One of the problems it's, not, is, uh, not it's just a shame. It's, it's just, when I was I in Tucson uh, watching the streams, they had eight billiard tables in, at the Casino del Sol, and two of those tables were the stream tables set up just for the streaming. And they couldn't announce in advance who the players were going to be on those tables because they just didn't know hmm. if you've got the next table up is your table, then that's where you go. And if it's not a stream table, you don't go on a stream table. There yeah. was one player there. And I think I mentioned his name before Tom Rossman, uh, who's a big promoter of the game, pocket billiards and billiards and everything. And I think he was on like five streams because his match just happened to come up at that time where he was yeah. able to be on a stream. Uh, so, and that kind of does happen that way. Uh, I was on one stream on one table for one match and I can't find it anywhere. I can't go back and look and see if that's on there, but uh, Tom could because he was on five matches and at least three of those are in the archives someplace to be taped. So it's kind of like the luck of the draw a lot of times in these tournaments. And yes, I'm all on the side of having more access to the tables being streamed for the public, for sure. Yeah. For, and if, just for and if you're benefit, everybody's welfare. Yeah. And I get the idea that you want to have exclusivity to the event. So pool action TV only gets the gambling room and AccuStats gets the tournament floor and blah, blah, blah. Find a way. Find a way to have it set up to where okay, AccuStats pays ten dollars for the rights to the event. Why can't AccuStats then take that that ten dollars and say, "All right, uh, Railbirds, you can have uh, two tables for two dollars," and you know, 
name another name another streaming even pool action tv you can have a table for one dollar whatever it is like give out sell out some of your rights to some of these other tables if you have to and let them help cover your costs for the the exclusivity tour and then you know why can't you do that or or just divvy up i, I just don't understand how we just, all just, have just to work together just work together and split the pot <laughs> well that's yeah that works too i mean if you want to have one person that does it then great but like i just <laughs> I just hate the idea that we in the in 2022 we cannot find a way to stream more than one table at the third biggest US event of the year, second biggest I mean, international open uh international open yes, or yeah. the Derby City Classics is number 2. We can only find a way to stream one table. One pool table out of 30 something. Well, it's we're just, doing our job. We're talking about it. And and that's what needs to happen. This needs yeah, to be I, a discussion that we need to need to have. Yeah, I mean, whatever whatever it is, it's just it's got to be done. So, um, I, I guess do we want to jump into the actual event now? One thing yeah, I was going to mention was it's going to be interesting to see. I know sixty minutes was there filming. Yes. Uh, for yeah. for a segment Jason. that we're doing, it's going to be interesting to see what they make pool look like after three or four days at the Derby City. <laughs> Yeah, I think they were following around some of the pros, you know, a couple of the European guys, Shane, obviously. Sure. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, but it's going to be interesting to see what, yeah. how they, how they portray the game. Yeah. The commentators were talking about that, you know, that, okay, well, 60 minutes is here now. And, and they, so they showed up a few want, times during a few different matches. It's what we want mainstream media to get involved and to, 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 to give us a bit of a boost. So, okay, you guys ready for this? Ready for our controversial segment of the day? Here we go. Ready? Oh, we haven't had so, it already. No, well, we this is it. Our, up, Rob. Yeah, yeah, we're just yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, am I wrong? So, so I guess before we, I even say this, am I wrong in saying that sixty minutes was there mostly because of Jason Shaw and seven one four? I think yeah. seven one four. Right. That's yeah. no. the most of the reason. No, that's not. No. That's why I'm I wrong to. on that. I That's what I heard too. I don't believe so. I think Jay, I think, you know, in talking to Jay Helper, they've been talking with 60 minutes for a while. This was all before Jason ran 714. They were, they were dialed in to go there before he ran 714. Okay. So then yeah. I, I don't have to be controversial. Be, I, think, fact, I think, I think, I think their primary subject is going to be Shane. I believe they're actually going to South Dakota after the, after Derby. Okay, so then I got. Yeah, I liked how when they introduced Shane, he said he was from Minnesota. That was real cool. The announcer (laughs) on the stream table. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Who was the? the, You're kidding, Rob. No, I'm not kidding. Who was the commentary? I think he was joking. I don't know, but I'm not kidding. You don't. The South Dakota kid from Minnesota somewhere. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Sounds like something you'd say, Nate. Was it? <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Well, if hold you on, watched, if you saw the movie Fargo, it was pretty much you know, Minnesota and South Dakota are the same place. It's pretty much are. <laughs> was yeah. Was this was this an actual commentator or was this uh, the hype man? Uh, the announcer, <laughs> the guy walking around the table with the microphone. Yeah, the hype, the hype man. Yeah, like the hype man, I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know who one that. One of the commentators. It was the hype man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who that guy was, and I'm not trying to like throw him under the bus or anything like that. But watching him try to MC the uh, the break speed thing was painful. I mean, it was high. Like I don't know who he is. Like Mike, you know who he was? Uh, if it's Derek, that's um, Mark Wilson's wife's son, Derek Hacks. He's a taller guy, maybe like bald. Bald, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind okay. of baldish. Yeah. Okay, I, so I, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't know hard. what's you his, know, what's his role. Made uh, well, little he's, that's all a small little yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean Kane was laughing about some, it, really. He's done some radio work, and uh, I believe he's a, he's actually a, a politician in that Southern Illinois, St. Louis area um, as oh. well. Um, and so they, you know, he's, he's a nice guy and, and yeah. pretty glib and whatever. So they, they. Said, let you know, let him take a shot at it. So, yeah, in the most part, you know, okay. people made mistakes. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, it's only shade. Okay. I mean, it's not like he's one of the wheel. I don't, I don't know why players. they had that speed pool thing in the first place. Well, I'm assuming, it. I'm assuming that was to hype whatever that speed app was, unit. but yeah, the yeah, Predator Predator Speed app 2.0. Yeah, and it's from the same creator, so I mean, whatever, but like, uh, I mean. I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's because like I don't know that if that really actually happened and he said the South Dakota kid, or even if even if he just said like Shane Van Boning was from Minnesota. I mean, like yeah. this is like the perfect thing of why why Pool is always always <laughs> shooting himself. It's always shooting itself in the foot. Like if you want to be a hype man, like great, that's awesome. We need them, but like you got to do your research. You got to do your homework. You got to know who the actual people are. Or just don't say anything. <laughs> they trip up. I mean, you know, I I've seen the. the I've seen the... That's all. I mean, there was a, there was a, there was there was a guy that kept calling Fedor Fedor Gorse uh, Fedor Ghost when he was uh, Ghost. interviewing him. Oh. Fedor Ghost. Was it the same guy? <laughs> Fedor. No, or it was um, Fedor. Or yeah, Fedor yeah. Ghost. Yeah, kept calling him. Okay. Uh, well, funny. Nate, I know that you have spent a lot of time working on names, ever since the. COVID, uh, you know, stuff and all the VG events and all that stuff. You, you've spent some time on names. So that yeah, how, how many times have you got all the Snowbuckies name wrong? <laughs> Zero for like the last forever since I said he was going to be the next best thing. Who no, can You got myself in the Predator uh, Champions League. Whatever it's called. No, I, top 12. Yeah. No, I, I've made two, I've made two like really bold proclamations on the podcast. Well, I've, okay. Well, I said three years ago, I said Aloysius Yap is going to be the next, uh, I said he was going to be the next big thing. I said he was going to be the number one writer player in the world in one year. It took him about a year and a half. And he, I don't know if he still is number one, but um, it kind of depends on what you actually use as rankings, right? And my new one is that Oliver Solnaki is going to be or sorry, Sholnaki is going to be uh, a top three pool player in the world in three years. That's my prediction. All right. You heard it here first, uh, but that was like, that was like six months ago or something like, like that. So, <laughs> I didn't even know who he was a year ago. So don't even start with that. I'd never even heard of his name a year ago. Well, I've got no, a, hand, a handful of really good players got to retire in the next three years. A lot of really good players. <laughs> I'm, a lot, I'm telling a lot you, of really good kids have got to give up and do something else. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I I'm telling you, I've spent I've spent a little bit of time around Oliver and like the focus, the dedication, the like. I'm telling you, like 
I see something special there. I'm just saying that. I just see something special there. Like I see, I see in him what I also see in Fedor. Like the level of focus and drive and unwillingness to ever play or ever take the game not serious for one second. Like I see that level of focus in Oliver, just like I see it in Fedor. Now, I don't know. You know, like I said, <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. I, maybe in two years I'll be an idiot, but I'm just saying I see that in Oliver, and I think he's well, going to be a really. Really, maybe really, two, really, really two good. Two years, player. you'll still be an idiot. I'm just saying, I got Aloysius Yap right three years ago. I called that one, didn't I? You did. Ed, so, Ed's got a comment on here that that is poignant, at, at least. And he said that CBS was interviewing Shane and Jason mostly. But in the background, while they're interviewing him, they can hear shouting and cursing and arguing and death threats. And all kinds of other thing in this in this action room during some matches, and the CBS crew was in shock over that whole thing, and and the producer on the on that section actually loved it, and said this is great. And so now Why wouldn't we he? got what Mike was talking about here. We got uh, one step forward and about ten backwards. <laughs> for, See, for now pool. this is. The, the, the this, this is just this is a perfect example of 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 lobbing. It's gonna fit. For, for it's while. gonna fit perfectly into the U.S. stereotype of pool already. Why wouldn't they love it? It's <laughs> so, a perfect example. Some I said a while ago. There needs to be some somebody, an agent, needs to get hold of a group of players and school them on how to do proper media duties and how to present themselves properly. I and suspect you, that this wasn't Shane or Jason, though. I suspect well, it was somebody else in the background. It doesn't matter who it is. You have this person who has this pool of people, and then if you have somebody like 60 Minutes that comes across, that comes along, you approach yep. them and say, okay, I have this group of players. I can give you a selection of these guys throughout your time here, and they know how to conduct interviews. They know how to act properly. They know, And, and you then present the, 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 the game properly rather than just letting these people come around and then all of a sudden they enter one of the action rooms at the Derby and they see all this kicking off and they think it's fantastic, but it's actually not what we really want them to be seeing. And we don't want this to be portrayed on, you know, on, on national television. So what do you, you do? Know, I mean, you know, if you're going to allow, if you're going to allow amateurs in. But, but be a little bit sensible and protect your, your own. Uh, it's it's a room it's a room full of thirty plus tables. How do you, how do you just say all right, uh, all you people right there, you 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 and you you you're banned from the room for three hours while sixty minutes is here. You need to leave right now and just keep like no, fifty people. There? You don't let sixty minutes into that room. You let them into the professional room, the professional arena, and interview. There is no professional players. arena. It's all one room. Yeah, but you can keep you you take them to the main table where there's proper players playing you 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 usher them around and make sure that they're kept away from any of that kind of stuff you know well i mean it's difficult to do if it's true if it's true what they're saying about the shouting and the arguing and the death threats and stuff like that i mean that that that's going to travel right i mean it's not like if it's if it's all in one room i mean how can you possibly segregate it out to like just one little area i mean if 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 there's a giant commotion Action, the action room's not in the main area. It's a closed-off well, well, area. Ed Ladawi didn't say it was in the, the, the gambling area. He just said it was part he of also didn't say that. He also didn't say it was in the main area. In an action match. So I assume that's in the action room. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Possible. They're not going to be playing an action match on think, one of the, 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 you know, the tournament tables, are they? 
I think Jim's got a good point, but it's 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 two separate things. I mean, the pool world is the pool world, and it's never going to change. Can you take a professional circuit and educate 60 players, 32 players to look right, say the right things, be the pro tour, but you're not going to eliminate this other part of the game. And you're not going to tell CBS what room they can go into a room what they can't. They're going to look for whatever they they think is compelling television, fun television to watch, something that shows the underbelly and the upper side, whatever they want to do. So you can't control the message to that extent. And, and we just have to get used to that. And Derby is that combination of, you know, they've got the arena with the top players playing on a 10-foot table and 60 feet away, they got two guys punching each other in an action room over a $30 match. So um, this, is, this, is, this is the hand we're dealt. You just have to learn how to play both sides and, and find professionalism in your professional side, and that's the way you're going to portray that. That's, you know, part of, I'm sure, the whole long-term plan of what this whole matchroom ranking system and adding getting these tournaments together and, and creating something that's that's kind of a tour then you can insulate that group of players and that perception of the game but you're not going to make the rest of the pool go away no and of course at the end of the day every single sport has it right i mean every single sports has its uh it, its dark side per se but yeah the problem is is the the u.s public looks at all of pool in a negative light. I mean, it looks at it as like a hustler sport, shady, you know, people having their thumbs broken. And if like, I, I get what you're saying, Jim, I just don't, I, what if, what if 60, what if 60 minutes says, all right, we want to go look at the the side rooms. You're just going to say, no, you can't go. Like, I, I just, I just don't understand how you, you tell them that they can only have access to a certain part of it when they're there to highlight what we're doing. I just don't understand how you police that. Yeah, but you have a contract with them to come and cover the, the professional side of the game. They have a contract to interview certain players. They don't have a contract to go and speak to other players. And then, well, that, I don't, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a contract at all. Why would well, there, there be a contract? Be because you're allowed, you're you're allowing them into your venue. It's the same as anyone else. You go into the venue, you're under certain restrictions as, as to how you behave and what you do. You can always turn around and say, okay, yeah, you can come into this room, but you're not allowed the cameras on. You know, I've got the it's it's. It's the, the event is owned, you know, and if people press want to come in, I mean, technically you're not allowed to be filming. You could be stopped from filming on your phone at these events because it's not your content to be sharing. You know, if you go, to, if you go to a, um, uh, if you go to a sporting event, a basketball match and you start, you know, and you start live streaming that match through your own equipment, you're going to get shut down. You're not allowed to. In a professional sporting environment, you're restricted to what you can film and what you and what you can live stream. Now, the fact that people are allowed to just hold their, their, their telephone up and say uh, and go Facebook Live and say, "Oh, one pocket match between," do, 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 do. yes, they're being allowed to do it, but there's nothing. They could also be told, "Hey, turn your camera off. You're not allowed. It's our. It's not. It's not yours to uh, to share." Yeah, I, I yeah, and Matchroom does that. I, I guess there's copy, there's, I just there's, there's there's copyright limitations to these kind of things, and with press and with 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 uh, with with filming, in in an event like that, there's always somebody who has the right to turn around and say, uh, CBS, no filming in this room. Always. Yeah, the fact I don't that they know. Don't do it. Yeah, you know what I've okay. seen in in the last four years. I I started playing three question four years ago. And even in regional events, I would go to Illinois and play in a Rushville event every year for four years. There was a dress code there for three cushion billiards. You had to wear a vest, a tie, a bow tie, 
a clean shirt, black pants, and dress shoes. That was your attire, and that was the least of, that you could wear to be dressed up. Well, I've noticed now in the last four years that even in three cushion billiards, that dress code has been kind of subdued. And now in the last year, now it's pretty much just a clean pair of pants or, you know, and not shabby looking, but certainly not dressed up in, in a, a bow tie and a vest. And that, although some fellas still are, dressing that way at these events most are not so that that actually was one of the few things when i first started playing three question that i was impressed with that here's an event where everybody is dressed up everybody looks very professional here and now that's even changing a little bit in the three cushion world that concerns me somewhat uh and, and I'm, I'm i'm not saying that these the people have changed there's still wonderful people that I've met in the game, uh, including Pocketpool. I've met some very wonderful people in the game. But the dress part of it, most tournaments, more state tournaments, like the BCA always had a dress code. Always did. You, you, had, you had to be at a collared shirt. You had to have a nice pair of pants. And you, you couldn't be shabby. You couldn't wear shorts. You couldn't wear a T-shirt. You couldn't do any of this. And now that also is changing a little bit to become more more casual. And that to me means less professional. Uh, and I don't care for that part of it. I, I'm not happy with that when I see that changing. I completely agree. I completely agree with that. You don't see you don't see over here in Europe tournaments like, I mean, like I said, the Derby City Classic is one of the big, uh, Classic is one of the big tournaments on the, on the American circuit. A big tournament like that, you to see, you wouldn't get that anywhere else. Baseball caps and shorts and flip flops and stuff like that. It just it baffles me. And 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 in Europe, you would just be told, uh, "Sorry, I don't care who you are. You're not playing." Simple as that. Yeah. You're just not playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I I I mean, I agree with Ken in the in the comments. I don't think that suits and ties are necessary, but I would like no, to see no, polos no. and but, sports jerseys and proper stuff like that. I, I don't. I, I I don't think that we need to be have shorts and. There is a I, I, there, I there, like is a, there, there is a recognized professional yeah. dress code for pool players. You know, yep. a pair of slacks, black shoes, and your club shirt. Even even if it's just your local club shirt or your own personalized shirt or whatever. Even if it's just a, even if it's just a black or a or a dark or or just a plain colored shirt. You know, I mean, it's just it's not a, a it's not a t shirt with. Hugo Boss and a pair of ripped jeans and a uh, and a pair of flip flops and a baseball cap. That is not that's not acceptable to to play in a tournament like this. Just yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Okay, Nate, so, where to now, buddy? All right, let's move on to I guess the big uh, the Bigfoot finishes out. Joshua Filler wins over Fedor Gorst, and uh, I mean. Unfortunately for Fedor, he probably played his worst set in the finals. Uh, I mean, he played, I mean, lights out. I mean, he has over 900 every single one of his matches. And yeah. uh, actually, I don't I don't think Josh played uh, anywhere close to his best game in the entire tournament and still. Josh made more mistakes than Fedor did in the final. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I, I'm not, I'm not saying like Fedor or uh, Josh played bad, but I like, that's not his, that's not his top gear. 
and that's still good enough to win the tournament. So that's, I mean, that just shows how crazy of a talent that he is. I mean, it's, it's insane. Uh, Meek Eminen gets uh, third place tied with Jason Shaw. Uh, again, uh, Meek Eminen, um, I guess Meek Eminen uh, showing that he's still there and he's, you know, he's having a little second tier surge of his career. It's, I love to see it. I mean, I, I, I love Meek. I, I, he's one of my favorite players growing up. Love, I love watching him now. He's fiery. He's, he's entertaining. Um, I think uh, at one point in time, the commentators, I think it was, uh, was it Mark Wilson said he doesn't even know how to hit a ball soft. <laughs> no. And as he says that he fires the 10 ball in like 6,000 miles an hour, right into the back of the pocket. <laughs> I, I, mean, don't th- I don't think I, I don't think Mika's had a ball roll off on him for about thirty years. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he hits the balls so damn hard that like the back of the pocket says "ouch" when it hits it. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it looked to uh, me like these players were almost more comfortable on that ten foot table than they would be on a nine foot table. The you know the the areas of the, the table where they were playing the cue ball it can roll a little further one way or another and you still have that same nice angle that you need on that bigger table that they were pretty comfortable with that. I saw speed control that was flawless from those players. The Shaw and Filler and, and, and Morris too. They're just the, and, and Mika too, their speed control was, they liked it playing on that table. I can tell. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really is a bummer that, I mean, how can you ask for a better final than Filler and Josh, but I mean, it wouldn't, I feel I feel it's almost a little bit of a bummer not to see Jason in the finals of it with uh, the run he's been on. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, uh, was there any surprises that either of you had? I was pulling for all four players, actually. They all played great. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, for me, Mika would be the only one that you would say was what, what, what would be the closest one to being a surprise. But is it really? I mean, he plays really well at Turning Stone, so he's obviously playing pretty well, you know, and he's, he's placed well there. Yeah. Um, Mika's still Mika, his, you know. Mika's I, still, yeah, and I, he's still a hell I don't want to, you know. I don't want to talk player. bad about Max Everly, but Max Everly in this field just looks really weird to me. Uh, and I, I, Mika I, drove first round. I, mean, I mean, this is this, is this a first come first served, or is this everybody who wants to play can register and the organization pick the sixteen that they want? Or honestly, I, I have I don't no know idea. How they qualify for that uh, for the for the big foot because I'm sure there'll be more than sixteen yeah. players who wanted to play in it. You know, I mean, why? I mean, just just a couple off the top of my head. I mean, um, Sky. We wouldn't want to see Sky. We wouldn't want to see uh, Max Leshner. We wouldn't want to see. Um, did Albin Ocean? Albin Ocean wasn't in it. Wouldn't we want to see Albin Ocean in it? I mean, just off the top of my head. I mean, all three of those players I feel are more, at least, visually sought after than Max Everly. And I'm like, I, I, I want to, I mean, I think Max is a great player. I mean, I'm not trying to like dog him and say he's do, he's not worthy of playing with these players, but it just seems weird that we haven't seen Max Everly's name in almost a year and a half. And he gets an opportunity to be in a 16 person tournament with the best players in the world on a 10 foot. I just, it just seems weird to me. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what the story is behind that. Chris Robinson didn't want to go. Scott, uh, Tyler didn't want to go on it. Or, uh, uh, Sky didn't want yeah. to go on it. You know, all these players. Billy didn't want to go on it. The, all these American players, they, they they just didn't want to or they were overlooked. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Mike, Mike, do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not sure how they select uh, the players. Um, 
you know, Max was kind of surprised to everybody who looked at that list when you thought when you saw who wasn't on the list. I don't know, was Alvin in town already? Oh man, I thought he was coming in kind I, of late just for the nine ball. But, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe. But I mean, know, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron made Aaron made fun of me earlier, but that comment is glorious. Picking a player who thinks a ball is a puck. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. a flat earth joke <laughs> yeah that's that's for sure that's funny. here's what i wanted to bring up that's and, pretty and funny jim i'd like your opinion on this i would like mike's too but um you know fetter against uh josh in the final you know I, I don't know it doesn't seem like i've seen him go head to head that often in big events in the last couple of years which is kind of odd considering how good they are but if you look at those two players five years down the road, six years down the road, who's going to have more big titles, Federer or, or Josh? And I mean, I think that those two are just like, you know, well, Federer's a got a lot of making up, a lot of ground the next to make. Decade, they're going are to be locked in there. Well, let me ask you this Are you starting it from today going forward, or are you starting it like their entire careers? at that point five years because josh has a lot on his resume already that you know he has oh. a lot fedor's got a lot of catching up to do fedor's got a, a world championship he's you know he's, so i think he'd have to include stuff that they've already won but he's also a couple of years older so um you know josh already a couple of years older so i'm just saying that if you look at two players over the next decade who are likely to meet up a lot in a final four or a title match it's these two guys. I mean, they're both, their games are so good and they're so young and they're so dedicated um, that it's going to be hard to think that anybody's going to keep them from being in the top two or three every year for the next decade. And I just wonder at the end of that decade, who who's going to end up with a stronger resume, you know, if either one, I mean, I'm not, it's just a, it's just a top conversation. I think they're, they're, they're two very different players. Um, I think Fedor probably has more long, longevity in his game. Uh, I think he's a steadier player. Uh, Josh has a level that nobody can get to. When he when he hits his his A plus level, it's a level that there isn't anybody on the planet that maybe can, out that maybe can outside of Jason. No, Jason also can't. Jason will admit it. He says if Josh hits his maybe, A plus, yeah. he'll hit it. He'll hit it more often than Jason will hit it. Put it that way. Yep. Um, now, um, Fedor's got more longevity. I, I think it, it depends what you're talking about. I mean, who's going to have the most individual trophies? Fedor, who's going to have the more, the most big, the real important ones, the more, the most U.S. Opens, the most world titles, uh, the, the the real big, big, big events? Then you'd probably say Filler, but I think Fedor's a guy that will win tournaments all year round. Uh, Fedor, yeah, Fedor wins tournaments all year round. Filler will win the real big, important ones. Um, but like you said, I agree. They'll be they'll be battling with each other, but it's not just going to be those two, you know. There's going to be, we mentioned Aliushis Yap, he's going to be in there winning t- titles. There's so many good players that are going to win titles. It, it, it's The bar has been raised the last few years. It happens like once a generation that the bar gets raised and you can either go with it or you can't go with it. <clears throat> we saw it in the Strickland time, uh, the, the, the bar was raised. We saw it with Shane and there was very few players that were able to go with him. Uh, you'd mm-hmm. probably say Darren Apton was really the, uh, outside of outside of Asia. Darren Apton is the only guy that was really able to go with Shane when Shane hit that level that, you know, everyone else had to, to jump to. <clears throat> and now it's happened again with, uh, with, with, with Jason and now Filler and uh, uh, Fedor. That bar has been raised again. And 
how many players are able to go with them. We'll find out. We'll find out, I guess. Um, there's a lot of young guys going through. Shane can still get there, just not as often, I think, as as he maybe used to, or he just has to go a little bit higher to get there now. Um, and like I said, the, the, these guys have a level that it, it's difficult to see how you can play better a lot of the time now. You know, you see these guys, the way they're performing, it's difficult to see how you can... What what would the player look like that is better than these guys? Yeah. How good would that guy have to be? Yeah. You know? I mean, because uh, they're now doing it all the time. I mean, if you look at the, just the last few months from Fedor, he's, final, he's in the final of everything, you know? When was the, what's the last event he didn't get top two, you know, he's just an absolute machine. Look at what Jason's done. Jason's decided to practice for the first time in two years. And all of a sudden he's the Jason Shaw from five, six years ago. You know, yeah. this guy, this guy's a monster as well. Filler is filler. You know, he'll turn up at an event and he'll just blow everybody away. These two guys, it's, they're the, they're the Ronnie O'Sullivan's of the pocket pool, nine foot pool. Well, no, well, you would say you would say that you would say that filler is like the Ronnie filler and Jason are like the Ronnie O'Sullivan's. Yeah, if they feel like it and they're on, nobody will touch them. But Fedor is more like the Stephen Hendry. You can bet on him to get to every single semi-final of every single tournament. He's just relentless, relentless. He never stops. He doesn't sink to a level where he's going to get beat by an average Joe. Whereas maybe filler and Jason do occasionally sink to a level where there's there's a bigger group of players that can knock them out of a tournament. If you look at Fedor, just the consistency he plays at, it's only going to be top, top players playing top, top pool that are going to stop him winning tournaments. It's yeah, as simple agreed. as that. Yeah, it's, 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 I, do, I do really like that question, though. And I, I think, yeah, Fedor wins more, but Filler wins the, 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 the majors. Filler yeah, has more I think, majors, Fedor has more titles. Yeah. I think it depends on how you rank it right now, because I, I know that I know that Fedor has big wins. I'm not trying to take it away from him, but like when when Filler won the Bigfoot, like uh, the commentator said, um, I think uh, Jeremy Jones said that this was his 17th major win. There, Fedor is not in the double digits. There's there's no way. I, I don't think he's above six or seven as far as majors, right? We're, we're, um, we're, everybody's got a different idea what a major is. Yeah, I, I, I want to know. I want to know there's eleven majors. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I don't because I don't consider I don't consider the Derby ten foot as a major because it's sixteen invitations. Yeah, six, yeah. it's yeah, an invitation for sixteen players. You can't turn around and call that a major. Battle, so, battle, well, battle, well, okay. Battle, battle through eight or nine matches. Yeah, and then it depends. It. It depends on how you major. It depends on how you determine major. But like exactly. the U.S. Open, the U.S. Open, uh, Joshua. Major. I mean, Joshua Filler had kind of like a softer. Uh, I mean, as far as the players that are in this, he he had the softest draw. Um, but I mean, Filler's playing Francisco Sanchez Ruiz. Is there a player in the world that's like hotter than Francisco right now outside of like the top three or four players? I mean, Francisco's winning everything too, and he's like always there. Darren Appleton, sure. Jason Shaw, sure. Joshua Filler, like. You could go through the U.S. Open and not play. You could play nine rounds of pool and not play three players that's off. I mean, there is something to this. It's sixteen person invitation. If you're there, you're there for a reason. I mean, it's only it's only eight spots less than a, the the Whirlpool Masters. You're gonna say the Whirlpool Masters isn't uh, isn't an invite. In fact, if anything, this field is probably tougher than the Masters because it doesn't have those kind of softballs that they throw in just for fun. But you're I don't also, you're, you're, I don't you're also talking, about, you're also talking about endurance mentality. I mean, this the, the Bigfoot ten foot ten foot is easier on endurance. Mentally, it's not as destroying as a major tournament. You know, it's you know you know you, you know you're three matches away from the final, right from from when you start. You have a look at the draw. 
Fedor fancies himself against anybody. Filler fancies himself against anyone. Jason away is playing. He fancies it's races to eleven. It's it's not the same as a U.S. Open. It's not the same as a World Championship. But everybody's it's, everybody's it's, going into that with the same mindset at that point. Yeah, but I, you know, it, it, but it's not. It's just it's, it's it's just not the same. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a it's a sixteen man invitational event. It's not a major. So, so this is this is well, this is this is where we come down to the majors, right? Because if we're talking the majors in golf, we know exactly what that is. It's it's defined. It's four mm-hmm. events every single year. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, it's the U.S. Open, it's the British Open, it's the Australian Open, it's the Masters, uh, you know, tennis. It's the same exact way. There are four majors. Mm-hmm. It's the U.S. Open, it's Wimbledon, it's the French Open, and it's uh, the Australian Open, right? You know exactly what the majors are. And pool, we don't have that. Do we have four majors? Uh, do we have six? Do we have two? World, of course, world, it's the U.S. Me, Open. For me, the World Nine Ball. The World. For, for me, the, the World, world Nine Ball. The U.S. Open. Open. Now the, the British the, Open. The, the Masters, when it becomes based on a ranking, is then a major because then the sixteen players or twenty-four players that are there are the best. The British Open in the world. immediately today. The British Open immediately today. The first year it's going to be a. It's going the UK, to be uh, the UK Open could turn, will turn out to be one of the majors. The championship immediately, go, I don't think so. The format isn't good no. for a major. Um, the international yeah. open, uh, why not? Is, is, Europe- is, 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 is as much of as more of a major than the ten, the Bigfoot 10 ball. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm not gonna argue we, that. I guess, majors, my, I guess, one thing about majors is that they've, they've got to be around for a while. You know, otherwise we're just that pretty, I don't that I don't agree so, with that that I definitely don't agree with. I think I think the moment established tournaments are established. The moment the, the British want to win, the moment the UK Open goes live, it's a major. For my money, it's a major immediately. Maybe it's because I know that Matchroom is going to run it right, but it's going to be just as tough as the US Open, if not tougher. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see, it, but if you're looking about four marquee names that you're going to be talking about for years as the majors. Then you know, no new no no new tennis tournament. No matter how big the prize money is, how tough the field yeah. is, is going to be called a major. It's just not. So that's, that's it true. depends on how you want to establish it and, and get through the, those semantics. For one, for yeah. two, you know, I, I disagree with you on the Masters. I, I've never considered the Whirlpool Masters a major. It, it's races to seven, and it's. It's an invitation field, 16 or 32 players, race to well, seven. It is now. I would put the international over to you, over to World Masters. And I, I would too. I would too. I think, I too. Like, I think if you – I guess I'm not limiting it to like four or five events. The, 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 the best way to judge what would you consider a major is to ask as, as many of these top players, what's the top four events you would most like to win? It's going to be the top four events that they've won, each one of them. <laughs> well, well, it could right. be. You know, they're all going to they're all going to say they want a world championship now. Before, when it was in Qatar, they didn't give a crap about the world championship. Now they probably say, "I want to win a world cha- a world title." Yeah. You know, the nine ball. So that's in there. They all would like. They all love the to US win the Open. US Open. They'd all love to win the U.S. Open. So that's in there. That's a major, regardless of what anyone else thinks. If the players consider that as one of the ones that they want to win before the career's over, then it's a major. So you'd have, to ask, you'd, you'd have to ask them in a number of years, in five years, is the UK Open one of the top four tournaments that you would like to win? If it is, then yeah, okay, you can consider it a major. What are the four tournaments that a player would most likely, would well, most likely on, to Nate, win? Let's do it at on the, the moment, At the moment, I think, I think at the moment, the majority of the players would put the Masters in that top four. Regardless of whether the, the format is indicative to what, what we consider as a major, at the moment, the tournaments that they have, I think the players... The majority of them would name the Masters as one of the top four events they would want to win. 
So unless you just say there's two majors, the US Open and the World Championships, you can also do that. You don't have to have four. You can just yeah. say there's two majors. Those are the two that stick out above everything else. You know, so you could just say we have two majors. Yeah. But then you turn around yeah. and say, okay, we have, we, have, we have majors in 10 ball as well. We have majors in eight ball. Well, we don't actually have majors in eight ball, but, you know, yeah. Are you talking about only nine ball? You know, yeah. Well, what do you, I mean, what do you think about that, Mike? Is it, does the pool only have the two? Um, again, it's, it's what's what's the value of calling something a major? If, if it's, let's say, who's had significant titles, then, you know, I would, I'd still include the international before I'd include the masters because it's a, it's a full field, you know, double elimination to a certain point. It's you a know, tougher event to win. Ball, good equipped, tough equipment, whatever. The masters mm-hmm. races the seven. That's why I was surprised that, that they even included Derby in the, in the matchroom ranking thing. I mean, it's, it's, they need it's nine a, ball weird, a weird buy, buy, buyback thing, you know, uh, yeah, at least the races are decent. Used to be races of seven. Uh, but you know, so it's, uh, it's gotta be, you know, the legitimate events and me, I want to see it happen more than once or twice before I include it in one of the majors, but uh, that's different that to me, there's, I've always referred to things as uh, a major versus a regular tour event. Okay. I would consider the international a major, a Euro tour or Derby or whatever, a tour event, you know? And so there, so there would, to me, there was always six or seven events a year that I would consider a major in determining how I picked, say, player of the year. Okay. I don't care if you won, if you were part of the winning Moscone Cup team. I don't care if you're one of the teammates on the World Cup of Pool. And most years, I didn't care if you won the Whirlpool Masters. Did you win big open events where the prize money was heavy enough so that every top player was there and they were all shooting their brains out to try to win? That, to me, got you in a category where okay this is something this is an event that i'm going to consider how you finished in this event so i mean it's based on that different things different people. based on those criteria you'd have to include the derby then i'm sorry everybody's, based on those criteria you would have to include the derby then because everybody's there how, how yeah it is it just here? it just the, the format's always been just I mean, a real again, it depends on the it depends on the game if you ask the one pocket players and the bank pool players they'll say the derby's a major 100 percent Maybe should be considered. Uh, and it's on the matchroom thing because it's nine ball and it's a tournament that all the USA players go to, so it's USA ranking points as well. And you know, they're I, looking I for nine ball tournaments that they can get uh called the VG Info 10 2.0. And uh it seems the tie for third place. There was a fella named Telfer tied with a fella named so, so what we found out is that that was definitely not a major. That's not <laughs> oh, a major. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I that was borderline a clown show, is what I'm gathering. Oh hey, it wasn't that oh, bad. Nice. Wow. What a well, I mean, it was, face that was. It was us on I'm trying to give you a you around. Yeah, that's not you're not necessarily wrong there, are you, Jim? But yes, I think uh, majors uh, yeah, I kinda I, I kinda agree with with, with Mike is you have to make a split somewhere and do you do it with just general tour events and the, 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 the big ones where everybody's at and you've got to go through, you've got to go through 12 rounds of, uh, of top players and beat the best to, to, to get there. You can call that a major. I think the players, the, the, the players are the ones that would be the best ones to tell you, you know, what do you want to win? Jason, pick four events that you want to win before you retire. You know, Shane, what's the four you want to win before you retire? 
you know, what's the, what's the biggest achievement? You'll say US Open. US Open, okay. It's got to be in there, you know. Sure, Jason, sure. what's your biggest achievement? Jason's will be US Open at the moment because he hasn't got a world yeah. title, you know. Um, and Federer hasn't got any of them. Federer hasn't got anything yet as far as we, those ones go. So we'll see. Yeah. Joshua's got, Joshua's, did they say 17 major titles? No, 11, I think he said. Right? 11, yeah. yeah. I mean, not sure. Are they including European titles? Because I mean, you can't really. I, yeah. So they said no. They said uh, that there was I mean, a seventeenth. Is a bit. That said, that, yeah. That said that there was a seventeenth major title. Now, what does that mean? I mean, obviously, it means the U.S. Open. Obviously, it means the he won the, the world. Uh, he won the nine ball, right? He won the world nine ball. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it includes those two. But does you know? I I would assume it includes his. I think he's won three Europe. Euro tours, maybe four. He's won a couple European championships. He's won the international. Uh, yeah, I think, CL... I, I, I think I think once you get to the level of a of a filler or a Jason or a Fedor, I think you have to drop your Euro tours as classing them as yeah, major. Not, not even not even a question. I mean, they're, they're big. They're big well, tournaments for they're massive. They're massive. Achieve, don't get me wrong. They're massively difficult to win. And it's a massive achievement for 95% of the players that have ever won one. But for a filler, well, a Fedor, Niels, Jason, Darren Appleton, they, they, they're... You, okay, so we, those, well, those we are, need those to start... Are, those are the trophies that are in boxes in their attic. They're not on show for everybody to see when they come into the house. Correct. But we need to get on the same page for what a major actually means. Are we, are, are we defining a major as... The, the style that tennis and golf use them as because if we're if we're going to decide it as that then we have two i think we can all agree that we have you two could, you could you could say we only have two borderline yeah, three borderline through at the international open but we have two defined or are we going to define major as an event that most top players will either be invited to or go to or would want to win i mean there's a lot of different definitions for the term major and how we define it is going to be how many it's going to be determined to how many there are if we decided as uh, a major is a tournament field with you know where 50 percent or more is you know not only pros but good pros and it's something that the pros want to win. I mean, it's a sought after achievement. Uh, then, I mean, if you define it that way, then the Derby city is one, uh, the Euro tours are one, the European championships is one, uh, the international open definitely is. I mean, it, it kind of depends well, on how we decide to, this is an open-ended question. Of all, first of all, a major has to be open for everybody to play in it. So a European championship is out straight away because she well, that's, that's, well, that's, that's, well, that's not the case in golf. It's not a major. Simple. That's not, but that's not the case in golf. That's not, that's not the case in golf. In fact, uh, it's not the, case the, in golf. the four majors, any, the four majors, it doesn't no, matter your nationality. No, that's not true at all. It's not your nationality. No, it, you claim them. Yeah, but it's very hard to get into the, it's very hard to get into the masters in golf. Very hard. They only have, they have a, a significantly smaller field than any of the other majors. It's not easy to get into it. But it's not based on your nationality. You're not excluded because of your nationality. You're excluded because of your well, I'm, not, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying no, the, it. Well, the, no, European, no. the European championships, you're excluded because of your nationality. Oh, so well, you can't, you okay, cannot, so, you cannot okay, consider that a major. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It depends on how we define it. I'm not saying that's how I'm trying to define it. I'm saying that, like, if we define it as a field as mostly top pros or good pros and blah, 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 it doesn't really matter. I think I think this conversation probably is running on a little long. Maybe. Podcast, <laughs> we'll think about that. I mean, it depends on how here's, we define the word major. Here's the thing. Major, there's, to me, there's a way of looking at it, which is, and someone mentioned this in the chat earlier, major is kind of, 
gives a sport historical perspective. And that's why I say you can have the UK this year. I'm not calling it a major next year as far as one of Poole's four majors until it's been around for five years and there's some historical perspective. Yeah. It goes away in year two. You know, so so if Pool wants to have its four majors, that's going to take some time to establish from a historic yeah. perspective. In the meantime, I always look at things. I try to explain this for maybe it's easier to just say I kind of look at things as like he's won 10 class A titles and 12 class B titles. The Euro Tour would be a class B title. The International would be a class A title. The Kuwait Open would have been a class A title, even though it was here a couple of years and then gone you know, China open, things like that, things that, that were big events in their time that may not have always stuck. So you want to keep them in someone's res resume as a significant title, but you don't want to just slap major on anything where the prize money was 50,000 for first or better. So I think Patrick Daniel nails it. The WPA should set a, a set of criteria. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, no, it you know, I mean, Simply put, match, Matchroom are going to have all these events and they're going to give ranking points based on it. The most ra the, the more ranking points you get for winning it, that's your majors. If there's three tournaments that give you 1,000 ranking points for winning it and the rest of the tournaments give you less than that, then they're your three major tournaments because they're the ones you want to win. They've probably got a higher prize money. They're probably, you know, that you, you, could be, you could go as simple as to say it's a major because it gives me the most ranking points. That's then, then like I said, it loses historical historical perspective for your sport because it changes perhaps, over, perhaps it does, changes over the course does. of years. So it depends on what you want to use the title major for. Is it just to say who won the biggest tournaments of the year, or does it give historical perspective to the sport in terms of these are the, the yeah. title that these guys won? And to me, really, you know, the World Championship U.S. Open are the only ones right now that even come in that are even in the discussion. Yeah. So I think we've got well, a ways to go before. You can actually start pitching outside of billiards that he's won the four majors twice or exactly. won three yeah. of the four majors or whatever it yeah. is. He has a few of the majors, but even yeah. the world championships, it lost it lost for a while its historical importance. You know. Yeah, but there's he, there's still there's still twenty names in a row. Yes, right? but, but for, for, for me, still forty yeah, I mean, names in a row. It's, all, it's also it's also the tournament itself, you know. And it's yes, some, some for me the world championship. The world championship still lives in my head, not from from it being in Qatar, but from when it was in Cardiff and when it was on Sky Sports and when it was in the the, the arenas when Matchroom had it the first time. You know, that is the historical value that for me that the world championships have. I never ever saw any of the world championships when it was in Qatar because. Nobody did. It disappeared. Now there's people that won it during that time, but Fedor, but, Alvin. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, yeah okay. You you, you kind of heard about it. Oh, there's your world champion, and that was it. And there was nothing made of it really. So it's, winning it's, the US Open, winning the US Open was worth more than winning the. You know, it was a bigger achievement, or it was no considered. It's continuation of an event to me that, like I said, you've yeah. got 20 years worth of names. Time. Some years were leaner than others. That's fine. But still, you got yeah. 20 years worth of names attached to one title. Yeah. So when you get to that point, if you get to more than 10 consecutive years on something, you know, then, then it's got some. Now people are it's something that's aspirational for a lot of these players. Yeah. I want that title. When you when you You're such when a you historian, look, when you look down the, such a historian. Look, no, but that's it. When you look down the list of winners. <laughs> When you look down the list of winners, you start to see legends in there. That's when you have a history right. of the game. That's, that's where it comes into that's where it comes into play. 
Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Then you then you become something, you know. Then 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 you have that vision of these other sports like the Masters, where you've got all the green jackets hanging with all the legends of the game, Ballesteros and further back. And then you go to like Wimbledon, and you have the placards as you go in through the doors of Wimbledon with all the lists of all the previous winners. That's history, and that's yeah, that's what you want to see. Those are the yeah, maybe maybe we get lucky and maybe we get lucky and it's some Right? You think maybe there should be an event where they have a jacket? Well, they do the US Open, or well, the International did it. I don't know. The US Open still gives out. Yeah, a the US Open does, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a green jacket, yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe we get lucky what? and at some point Matrum turns the pool masters into a masters open. It becomes an open tournament, and then you've got perhaps. There's perhaps. a good idea there. Or extends the field to 96 or something. But they've, like already, that. they've already listened to you and taken the ranking points away. How much do you want, Pinozo? <laughs> <laughs> you give him an inch you give him an inch aye, aye, aye. yeah all right well uh guess what we get to do now we get to do a we get to do an ad and then we get to talk about our last topic which will be brief we get to talk about the manscape how fun is that jim oh, hold joy. your excitement back sorry hold your excitement back hold your excitement back I'm, we're I'm, looking so happy i'm dripping with excitement i'm dripping with excitement all right well my hands cheer <laughs> Rob, you're not going to strip down for this one? <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah, there you go. It's New Year. Right here. Exactly. It's New Year, new me, with the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Building, and they wouldn't even oh, dent. Probably, actually. They're pretty tough. This year, take your package to the next level with a premium package 4.0 and brand-new ultra-premium body wash. You should have that over there. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The Wow, that's great. That's a great line. <laughs> loose skin. <laughs> wow, that is a that is a that is a great line right there. All right. Man, I <laughs> Listen to it, hum. The advanced the advanced skin safe technology that reduces that cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes with equipped with a 4,000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2022 looks to be. Exactly. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying crop preserver and crop reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest parts of your body and are a big boost to your confidence in the new year. Jim, how about that? I'm pretty confident. Definitely confident. My confidence could use a boost right now. <laughs> yeah, I could do. I could do with a bit of crop revival down there. All right. Well, you did just have a kid, so uh, kick discomfort oh, and poor hygiene to the curve this year, and use the best tools for the job. Whether your resolution is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to Manscape.com for our exclusive offer of twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code QITUPPOD. Cheers to new balls in 2022. How about a 4.0 drone crop duster? The crop duster. <laughs> I tell you what, you don't listen. I can't, you don't get this kind of comedy on the uh, on on. You know, this is this is top seven pool influencer kind of. Yeah, this uh, is it right here. You're getting here. This, this uh, is yeah. the pay per view. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not charging you four ninety nine a month for this. This is yeah, yeah. You don't get this from outside the top seven most influential. Although, uh, 
I'm, I'm just saying, uh, Jim did start an OnlyFans channel where he uses the Lawnmower 4.0, and you can watch it yourself for only $2.99 a month. Jim, you want to give the link for that? <laughs> he says no. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let's move on to the last topic of the day, which is going to be the uh, the banks. It just finished up. And it is the first time in history that's an all-European final, and it's the first time there's a European champion. Jim, wave that beautiful blue starry flag. Um, I think I, I think it was. I don't know if we were live when, when we said it. It's um, changing of the guard, you know, and it's um, it's it's these guys again just raising the bar and. Um, You've got you've got players. I mean, I mean, it's only one event. I mean, let's not get carried away. It doesn't mean to say that these guys are the best bankers in in the world, you know. But you know, there's there's players that are uh, that, that have dedicated themselves to to being bank specialists, and uh, you've got other also one pocket specialists. Yeah. And these guys are not considered as a specialist. It just seems they can just play any game they want to. Yeah. It doesn't matter what game you put them in, put in front of them. They'll they'll figure out a way to, to to play it and win it. It's it, it almost it almost makes a, a a little bit of a mockery of becoming a specialist at anything because these guys just can do anything they want on a pool table. Well, I think banking is enough of banking has enough place in regular pool that it's you can be a really good banker and only have to change a few things to really learn the game yeah, of banks and the defense and stuff like that. When yeah, one I pocket always, falls, I always, thought bank, I always thought bank pool was just going for every single bank you can. But if you watch the way Feder played, well, that's, that's what I'm playing, saying. You was, need to learn the play, defense. He was playing safe and tactical. That's, tactical. that's what I'm saying. And that's, I mean, you, you don't you, to just pick that up so quickly and, and just. You know, if you bank the ball super strong, it's a lot easier to learn how to play the tactical bank. side of the game. Come on, they can all, that's they can the, all hit good banks. That's, that's my point, right? That's, yes, that's so you've got to be the tactical good. side well, of it. You've got to pick up. Don't take away what Jason and Fedor can do on a bank shot either. Those two are special. <laughs> like yeah. they bank the ball super good. All you got to do is learn. It's, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to learn the tactical side of banks than it is to learn how to bank a ball. I promise you that. But you've got to go through a massive field like they did doing it, you know, and, uh, I'm not the one taken it's, away from it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's again, Fedor just just gets to the back end of events, you know. And Jason, he's 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 run a straight pull. Uh, uh, he's done a he's won the turning stone. He's run a new record straight pull. He's got to the the semis of the ten ball, uh, Bigfoot, and now it's now it's a bank pool, and he's get to the getting to the finals. You know, Fedor semi final turning stone. He gets to the he gets to the final. <laughs> They're just it's just. You're putting these guys in events, and you just know they're going to be at the back end of it every single time, and it doesn't matter what the game is. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, the one pocket will be the final frontier. I mean, if the Europeans start beating us at one pocket, then we're in a lot of trouble in America. <laughs> well, I'll tell but you what. Yeah, I mean, bet against Fedor. You know, yeah, they play. They filler plays a very filler plays a very gung ho kind of a one pocket game. He does, but he can, you know, he can he plays a very gung ho kind of everything in a game. Yeah, okay, but one pocket is one of the ones where you have to reel it in a little bit. I think. Yeah, Fed, yeah. I mean, yes, filler. I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, yeah. you've still got to you've still got to you've still got to be talking about the you know the Tony Cho and stuff of that. I've got to be in there towards the end as well. But uh, but don't be surprised. I'd, I'd be surprised if Jason gets that far one pocket. I don't know yeah. One pocket Jason plays, 
I would certainly expect Federer and Filler to be in, in, in the mix when, you, when you're getting down to the last uh, 10, 12 I, players. Tony Cho will be in there, Chip. You know. I think that's what makes I think that's what makes Federer the favorite for master of the table at this point. I yes. think he'll go deeper in one pocket and having already won the banks, yeah. then then it's gonna you know it would be his to lose. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that he isn't going to be placing top, let's say five or ten in the nine ball. Right. Well, has, so has, anybody, has anybody ever reached two finals and not got master of the table? I wonder if that's ever happened. I know there's a four. finals. Uh, I don't think so. No, they never reached two finals, but last year, uh, Billy won the banks and got third place in, or he won the one pocket and got third place in the banks and did not win it. He got pipped by Dennis at the end, didn't he? Yeah. Dennis, yes. Yeah. And the nine ball. I think he did not one, have a, was, uh, Billy needed to get one round further in the nine ball, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Very, very, yeah, very close to that. I think, I think he was, um, just a few points behind Dennis and Dennis made, you know, seventh place or something like that. And I think Billy, had like 27th or something like that. I mean, it's, I'm just working off memory from two years ago, but um, it was Billy's to lose going into the nine ball and he did not have his best results. So yeah, maybe you've got, you've got, a, but you've he, got a, you've got a, that's not the finals of two, but it's basically is the finals of two. I mean, yeah. first and third, I mean, you got to feel like it's, it's between, it's between those three, uh, Phil or Shaw and, uh, Fedor for the master of the table. I mean, Filler's a little bit behind just now. He's going to have to place well in both of the last two. Jason, I don't know. I think Tony. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect I, you. You never know what Jason. I wouldn't expect him one pocket. I'm saying, he's, he's don't count out Tony Choen. Don't you dare count out Tony Choen. I'm telling yeah, I don't you. See, I mean, Tony, Tony can get there. Tony can get there on the nine ball. But third, just, I, third place in banks. Third place in banks. You know, don't. Yeah, don't, I don't, don't. I don't. Think fan, that, I don't fancy him placing great in the in the. Uh, in the nine ball, I mean, he can I'm, get I'm there you, most of the time. Don't count out Tony. Don't count anybody out. I'm, pick, I'm picking. I'm picking one of those three. I'm picking one of those three to to win it. And, and Federer's a favorite at the moment. I think. You're right about Tony. You know, I mean, if he finishes high in the one pocket, yep. and he finishes Which he will. Banks, he doesn't have to go very far in nine ball to to, to have a really good shot at it. But yeah. You know, the cool thing about this, to me, with with you know Fedor for sure, uh, is there's a chance now that you could see a player win all three divisions. Fedor could could win three divisions. It's only yes. it's never happened before. There were twice uh, or once Shane won two divisions and finished second in the other. He's the only one that's made the final of all three divisions mm -hmm. in the same in the same year. But tonight, I look at now and think Fedor. He's he's probably the one guy in there in that field right now who's got a shot at doing that. I don't think Filler can because Filler's not going to win. You know, Banks. I don't think Fedor has a chance either. What's that? I mean, I don't think I don't think Fedor has a prayer of that. I, I mean, I'm not trying to take it? zero chance. I, I I don't see it. I mean, I, I I would love to eat my words, but I don't I don't think he well, has a you, prayer. Saying Fedor's got zero chance. I'd say Federer's got more chance of winning the one pocket than Tony Chohan has of winning the nine ball. I don't agree with that at all. Oh, Tony's in there to win the nine ball. Dude, <laughs> Tony, Tony Chohan, dude, I'm telling you, Tony Chohan just finished uh, like six or uh, Tony Chohan finished top 10 last year in the or Listen, two years ago. The, they didn't have it last year. There's about six or seven. What there's about six or seven one pocket specialists. There's about sixty nine ball specialists. 
I'm just saying, Tony Chohan is not. I mean, I, I don't think you realize how good to, Tony Chohan plays. He's not Tony's a one pocket specialist. I, 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 I know Tony's good, but he's. Uh, it's you're uh, like I said, the, the bar is way up here now when it comes right. to like, like nine ball. And uh, it's you got to say shot filler fader. T- <laughs> he plays. Oh, he a, plays top, top three. Three. The last time he plays top ten. He plays top ten. La- the last time. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, okay, he plays that's top not 10. winning it, is it? If Federer places, if no. places top ten in the one pocket, he's going to win the all round because he's going to get pretty deep in the nine ball. Well, yeah. because Probably. of the podcast, and I didn't see uh, if uh, Mr. Reyes won his one pocket match or not. I didn't get to watch the end of it, so no idea. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, listen. There's, there's, there's a few guys that are in there. It's going to be exciting. Um, the nine ball's wide open. I mean, you, you mentioned Sanchez Ruiz earlier on, Lechner. You know, there's a lot of players that are just sitting around waiting for that nine ball because that's yeah. the one there's, they want. There's the, the nine ball field is deeper this year than it has been the yeah. last three or four times they've had yeah. a lot more Europeans over here who are the top flight Europeans yeah. playing yeah. nine ball because of the and they're fresh uh, and they're fresh as well. There's there's going to be players in there that are a bit jaded. You know how you know easy win for you know, Federer's played a lot. Federer's played a lot of matches. You know, Maybe I mean, he's a young kid, but he's played a lot of matches. You know, they're playing a lot. You know. Um, there's guys that are in there that are fresh that are just there for that one tournament. Alvin, I mean, you, you, you're not going to tell me Alvin can't win the nine ball, you know? Yeah. I mean, no, of course not. Yeah. I'm, uh, okay. Well, let's let's round out the podcast uh, here. Everybody, give one player that they think is going to win the all around. Rob, you want to go first? Wow, this is tough. Mike, you want to go like, first? I like filler. Filler. All right. Mike, like what do you think? I like Fader. Jim? Fader. Tony Choad, baby, right here. Just to spite you. He's not just to spite me at all. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be more than happy for Tony to win it. You, you make it sound God, like I, I don't like the man. I mean, <laughs> I hope. Uh, no, you're just saying he has zero chance of playing good. You know, that's fine. I don't worry about it. I didn't say he had zero chance. I said he had less chance of winning <laughs> the nine ball than, than, than Fader has of winning the one pocket. No, I, 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 I don't, I do not well, you agree. You don't have I don't, to I, agree with me. I don't have to agree. <laughs> I don't have to agree. And I won't. I won't. <laughs> All right. So, you never again, then, if I have to agree with you. <laughs> just You just say, me and Jim <laughs> both think. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, Jesus. Back to this, Jim. All right. Well, I guess we can close out the podcast there. Um, Anything else anybody has to say? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> good luck. Good? All right. Thanks, everybody, again for tuning in. Roll in and be nice and shiny. And if not, there's Crop Preserver for that. It'll help. Manscaped.com. Good plug. Promotion code Cue It Up Pod. Get it. Support the show. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya.